today. Who's ready for the word of the Lord today? Amen and amen. Open your word with me to James chapter four today. James chapter four. We'll be starting there. I got a few verses for us as we go through this this word today. Today I'm talking to you about alignment for the assignment. Alignment for the assignment. And I'm starting in James chapter four, verse eight, and it reads, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Read it again. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That's a promise for you. That no matter where you are at, all you've got to do is draw near to him and he will draw near to you. It doesn't matter what season of life that you are in. It doesn't matter how dark it may look around you. Whatever you are, the word says all you have to do is call out his name and he hears you. Amen. All you've got to do is draw near to him and he will draw near to you. And then it says, cleanse your hands. This is a COVID-19 verse. Cleanse your hands. The CDC the CDC thought they, they, they thought of that. No, cleanse your hands. Don't touch your face. That's on there, but I'll add it. You sinners and purify your heart, you double-minded. This is a promise from God that whenever you draw near to him, he will be there for you. Amen? And we know here at Legacy Church about promises. We know about some miracles, some amazing things that we could just sit for a whole service and tell you that God has done for us over this last year since we have, since we have existed. We could tell you about some things that God has just done for us and through us, just miracles and just his, his promises. And we know here that his promises are what? They are yes and what? They are amen. Yes and amen. And when you look up the word amen, It means it is so or truth, or I like to say amen is, uh, I know that's right. Whenever I say amen, I'm saying, I know that's right. So whenever his promises are that, they are truth. They will happen. When his word says it, it will happen for you. And we all love the promises. And just reading the promises does something for your spirit. And if you ever find your spirit in a low state, or you find yourself in somewhat of a a depression, or you find yourself in a, a low place, Place where maybe maybe your mind just can't wrap something wrap around uh, His Word. If you will just Google the promises of God, you will see a list of His promises through the throughout His Word. And whenever you begin to read His promises, you will find your spirit starting to be awakened. You'll start to feel that fire shut up in your bones. You'll start to feel enlightened by His His presence because they are that they are yes and a. Men. And one thing that I want you to understand today as we're talking about his promises and alignment with his word is one thing I want you to get today is that promises, uh, promises come with a process. Promises come with a process. You will not see the promises that are written in this word unless you go through a process. Amen. His, his, although his promises are written, there are things that you've got to get through. There are things you've got to push through to get to his promises today. It comes with a process. And while I could talk about joy and, 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 and the Holy Spirit that we've been talking about the last five weeks, and I could talk about things that make people dance and 
shout. But as soon as a pastor starts talking about a process, a lot of times people start turning, turning them off. They're like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to go. I don't know if I want to go through that. I don't know. I don't know if I want to go through the process that don't, that don't sound right. But it's so important to understand that you will not see the promise without a process. And as I've been saying these uh, last two services that Promises are like muscles. You've got to work them out. You don't go to a gym one time and get and get ripped abs. Can somebody say amen? You don't you don't you don't you don't go to a gym one time and you lose fifty pounds. Would anybody just like that? Just don't don't raise your hand. But uh, but you understand like it's a process. It's a process of building muscle. And it's hard to love biceps when you love bagels. Amen. It's really hard, men. It's really hard whenever you want to look like the Mac Daddy, but you look like McDonald's. You know, it's a process. Man, it's hard whenever you want your wife, whenever you walk in from a long day of work, you've been out there in the hot and you want her to sing, what a man, what a man. Really, she says, what a, you've been eating. You know, so it's just, it's a process. It's a process of things. And promises are like that process. It takes time and you've got to push through some things. And throughout scripture, I've noticed that Jesus just has a way throughout his gospels as he's teaching about things. And, and as he's teaching a lot of times he is really teaching about process, but I don't think he ever really uses the word process. But all throughout his scripture, he's, he's teaching and he's making principles like seek and you will find. It's a process. You don't just find it maybe the first time, but it takes you seeking. It takes you moving things out of the way. Knock. It's a process. And then the door will be open for you. And this is where this process is where so many people have hangups with the word of God. This is where so many people get, get confused about how they're supposed to live the life of God and how they get somewhat discombobulated, if you will, with the thought that I can get saved today and do whatever I want to tomorrow. But it is, it is, it is a process. But if they can get this in their heart and in their mind and in their spirit, that this book right here, this is not the book of your destiny, but it is a book of decision. This is about destiny, but your decisions will get you there. Amen? But so many times we just open it up and we read a promise and we're like, where is that promise at? But it takes being aligned with the word and aligned with him before you see his promises. Amen. And so many times, like I've been listening in the news and watching all the chaos that's going on and we see a lot of people that says Lord you promised that you would heal our land but you don't understand it's a it's a process because the word says if if my people if they make a decision amen if my people who are called by my, by my name decide that they will humble themselves and if they decide to pray it is then I will hear from heaven and then I will hear their land that's my promise to you but it's the it's a process because God is in charge of your destiny, but you are in charge of your destination. Amen. He has, he has a plan for you, but guess what? You are in charge of where you are and where you are headed. And when you start to align yourself with this word of God and you start to align yourself with the spirit, you will start finding out that that is when you start seeing doors open that no man could open for you and no man could close behind you. Amen. That is when you start to realize Whenever you've been praying for a while for God to open that door, but whenever you start to come in alignment, you realize that God actually opened and closed those doors five years ago, but you 
you've just been out of alignment and couldn't even see it. Amen? This is what happens. This is the importance and the necessity of you and I and the church being aligned with his word and in tune with his spirit. Can somebody say amen today? How many times have we said, well, I'm just going to wait on God. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just waiting on the Lord, let's, and let's, let, let's just see what happens. Exodus chapter 14, you don't have to turn there if you, want, uh, if you don't want to. I'm going to read it for you. Exodus chapter 14, we're going to talk about alignment today. And Moses is here. And Moses is standing in front of the Red Sea. He has just been delivered from hundreds of years of bondage. He's standing and looking at the Red Sea. The Israelite people are around him and they can hear their enemies coming for them. And they really are afraid that they are about to die. And in Exodus chapter 14, verse 13 and six through 16, it says, listen, it says, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see them again. And the Lord will fight for you. Get this. You need only to be still. Someone say, be still. Be still. The, Moses said, look, all you need to do is be still. And in verse 15, listen to this. Talking about alignment. Being on the same page as the Lord. Then the Lord speaks up and said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Why are you worried about this thing in front of you? You have seen what I can do for you. I just delivered you. I have, you have seen me rain down manna from heaven. Amen. You've seen, me, uh, you've seen me bust open a rock and water come flowing from it. You have seen me do some amazing things. And now you're standing here once again and you are crying out to me about an obstacle in front of you. He said, tell the, Ezra, tell the Israelites, listen, to move on. Moses just said, be still. But the Lord said, no, the Israelites tell them to move on. He says, raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. See, some of us are out of alignment and we have confused stand still and be still. God did not say stand still. God didn't say, no, plant your feet here. You're going to die here. God didn't say this is for a season. No, God said, no, you just need to be still. And whenever you look up the word, in its original text, the word be still means relax. God was saying, you just need to relax just a moment. Look at your neighbor and say, just relax. Just relax. Stop worrying about it. You don't need to plant roots here. You just need to relax a moment. Why? Because God's got something greater for you. You're not going to die here. Just relax. God's got a way for you. And he's talking about coming into alignment here. He said, he said I will, if you'll just be still, don't, don't plant your roots. I'm just telling you to, to, to relax here. And now can't you see Moses standing here. He's told them to be still. And now God's saying, no, you need to go on and just relax. Can you imagine the, 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 the faces of the Israelites as they're saying, well, what do we do here? We, well, what, what do we do? And all of a sudden he's like, no, 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 just, just relax. God was like, let me show you what it looks like to be in alignment with my word. And the verse 16, he says, look, this is what it looks like. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea. Raise your staff. 
the staff that you've had in your hand for years. You have had an instrument in your hand for years that has the ability to move that obstacle, but you've not used it yet. He says, stretch out your hand. You know the two hands that I gave you in your mother's womb and you were birthed with. He said, you've had those things all of your life. All you've got to do is use them. And God was saying, look, you already have everything that you need to get past this point. If you would just be in alignment with it, you would understand the power that you have. You would understand what you have access to. But the problem is when you are out of alignment with me, you don't even use what you have access to. Because how many times do we have access to prayer, but we don't use it? Mm. How many times do we have access to the word, but we do not use the word? And he said, I've already given you everything to split this sea, but you cannot even see it because you are more worried about the things behind you than the promises ahead of you. And now the God, has, God is speaking to the church in this day when it's chaotic. Guess what? You don't need to be focused so much on what has already happened. He said, but if you would keep me before you and keep me allowing you, I could do some amazing things inside of you. Amen. Getting, getting aligned. See, coming into alignment with God means more than just knowing his word. But coming into an alignment for an assignment from God means that you must get in his lane. You've got to be on his lane. Many want God to come in our lane. We want God here. We want God over there. Meet me here. Find me here. I'm not going to accept any other job but this one, Lord. I know you may have gave me that one, but I don't want that one. I want to live here, not over there. I want to marry this person, not that person. I'm not doing anything. You need to come into my lane. And you got to understand this is that you were not created so God could get into an alignment with you. No, no, no. You were created to get in alignment with him. Amen. And all this means is that you've got to get into his lane and run this race. Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2, it says, Therefore we also, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12 comes before what? Hebrews 11. And Hebrews 11 is what? It's known as like the faith hall of fame. All of these people who had some point in their life come into alignment with God. And it's important for you to understand that these people who are listed here in his word, they are not saints. They all had a past. They all did something. Look at the word that was Abraham. 
There was Sarah. Sarah, get this. Sarah, when she got a word from the Lord, she laughed at the word from the Lord that she was going to be pregnant. But she came into alignment with that, and then she gave birth to a nation. There was Isaac. There was Jacob. There was Joseph. Moses is in there. The Moses we just talked about. Moses is there. Remember Moses. Here he is, and he had been faithful. He had, he had been a great leader. He had led people out of bondage. God takes him up to the top of Mount Nebo and says, look over there. There's the promised land. You've been working hard for it, but I'm sorry, man. You're not getting to go there. He said, why? Because you remember, you killed somebody at an early age, but after he killed somebody at an early age, he came back into alignment with God, and God used him to lead his people out of bondage. All of this, guess what? And I want you to get that today, that, that your past mistakes are no reason for you to be in alignment with God today. Can somebody say amen? Your past mistakes are no, are no, uh, are, is, is no reason for you to be out of alignment with God today. I was praying about this. And as I was praying and preparing about being in alignment, I really felt God saying, I'm putting my church in a divine exchange zone. I'm putting my church in a divine exchange zone. And I wrote those things down and I began to say, what, what, is, what, is, a, what is an exchange zone? What does that mean for us? And exactly what is that? See, what happens in an exchange zone, exchange zone happens on the track of running. And the exchange zone is when the baton is passed. The exchange zone is when one runner passes it to a new runner. The exchange zone is where tight races are won. If you've watched the Olympics, you've probably seen very fast people running at very similar paces. And what happens in the exchange zone can really determine the outcome, the, the, the exchange zone. The exchange zone is where precision and alignment prevail. The exchange zone is an actual zone on tracks. It is about a 20-meter segment on tracks. If you're ever walking around the track and you see triangles painted, it is, it is marking the exchange zone. It is to let the runner know that now you can't start passing the baton. And, and before you get to the end, it's got to be out of your hand. And if it is not exchanged within that amount of, of, of space, guess what happens? They miss it. I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss anything that God has for me. Amen. When God is ready to give me something, I don't want to miss it. And I believe that God is calling his church to stay in the exchange zone. Can I get an amen today? He says, I, I don't want to miss anything. In that moment, if you miss, if you miss it, guess what? You are disqualified. You cannot continue in the race. And in this day and in this time, when everything is happening at record speeds, everything is moving around the track so quickly, you are getting downloads just like that. Information is coming at us around the clock. Everything is changing. Even with the COVID, one minute you can get it touching that, one minute you can. One minute people with symptoms can spread it next they can and everything is going back and forth everything is changing so fast everything is moving so quickly but let me tell you something today now more than ever guess what the church must be prepared for an exchange from heaven 
Amen. Because guess what? Because as the world turns, guess what? The spirit is still moving too. As the world moves, the spirit is still moving. And as long as the world turns and as long as the spirit is moving, God is looking for somebody that he can place something in their hand to do something for the kingdom. He is looking for somebody to bless. He is looking for somebody to start new ministries. He is looking for somebody to grab hold of this thing and take off running for the kingdom. God is trying to make a divine exchange in the church but if we are not in alignment we will miss it hmm. how many exchanges have we missed because we were in the wrong lane hmm. how, many t- how many prayers have we missed the answer when God had answered it but we could not sing it because we were out of alignment he was there he was trying to place it in our hands so we could run with it but 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 we couldn't even do that. He was, he, he was putting it in our hand. He was trying to bless us. He was trying to open up a door, but we were out of alignment. We were, we were not on the same lane. And he kept, he kept trying to do things for us. How many times have we prayed and prayed and he's given us answers, but yet we couldn't do it. We were over here. Should I stay or should I go, Lord? Should I move here? Should I do that? Should I go to church here? Should I do that? Should I move over here? Should I go to college there? God, what should I do? Should I marry this person? What should I do? But this is what we do in America especially as Christians, we go to mama. Mama, what, what do you think I should do? Everybody just smile. Everybody's asked mama. Ma, and then, then guess what? Mama gives you something. And then, then you go to your granny. And guess what? Granny, what should I do? And then granny gives you something in your hand. Then you go over here to your people and people put something in your hand. And all of a sudden, guess what? We have not even been in the lane with God. And if the church would just get in the lane with God and stop worrying about everybody else, God would put something on the church. God would do something in the church. Guess what? The eye has not seen. That ear has not hurt and it's not even entered into the heart of man yet if we could just get in the same lane if we could just get into alignment with what he has for us the church the church must be in alignment in this day in this moment In this chaos, the church must be in the exchange zone. Churches that are not in this exchange zone, in a line with God, in the same track as the Lord, they will not be able to produce fruit in this season that we are in. They will not see growth in this season that that we are in of, of COVID and, 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 racial, and uh, racial tensions and injustices. They will fall apart. Why? Because they are so focused on everything else around them that they cannot see that God is still in the middle of this stuff and he is trying to get the church. There is a church in Rome, Georgia that God has the answer to racism and he is trying to put it in their hand. There is a church that he wants to put, he wants to put it in your hand. He wants to put miracles in your hand. He wants to put provision in your hand. Our hand. He wants to put he wants to put the answer to injustices in your hand. But guess what? So many we are we are we are out of we are out of the exchange zone. And do you want to know what keeps a lot of people out of the exchange zone? Is 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 tradition. Hmm. I've never seen it done that way, Lord. We've never done it this way. That's not the Lord. And then we get so caught on what was hmm, that we miss what could be. Hmm. 
if you don't shout with me today, I'm going to shout by myself. This is my third time. I still got some juice left in me. Don't make me do a fourth time today. The devil is a liar. You get so, there are some churches that in the middle of this mess, they can't grow. They can't produce fruit because they are so focused on what was that they can't see a city that is just looking for a church to hold out their hand. And God said, there they are. Why must the church be ready in this moment? Why? We must be ready like never before. We've got to stay in this exchange zone. Why? So that whenever a lost soul walks through those doors and God puts that soul in our hands, we can grab it and pull him into the kingdom. As soon as a broken family comes in, we got our hand out. He puts it in our hand and we bring them into the kingdom. Red, yellow, black, and white, he puts them in our hand and we bring them into the kingdom. Those who are lost, he puts them in our hand and we bring them into the kingdom. Those that are homeless, he puts them in somebody's hand and he's looking for somebody to pull them into the kingdom today. And it all happens in the exchange zone. I don't know about you, but I want to live in the exchange zone. I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to miss anything that God has for me. I don't want you to miss a thing that God has for you. What if your answer is simply a away. I see you, Lord. I see the Spirit coming. Let's go. He's looking for a church that's not standing still. Have you ever seen him when they hand off the runner? He starts and he's watching. And as soon as it hits his hand, he's gone. I heard God say, I'm putting Legacy Church in a divine exchange zone. He said, I'm about to put something down from heaven in your hand that no man was able to dream about. Mm. I need somebody to agree with me today. I'm going to open up a door for you that you never dreamed of. I'm going to fill your church with people who are so broken and they are so hungry and they don't even know it. All you've got to do is just hold out your hand and just bring them into the kingdom. He said, I am putting your church in a divine alignment for a divine assignment. I am putting your church in an exchange zone. God, use us. Stand upon your feet today with me. I want to live in the zone. I don't want to be so busy looking at the end that I miss what God is doing now. As I told the other services, I'm a very visionary person. I walk into a blank space and I can just start seeing things. Whenever I I write my sermons, I always start at the end. It's weird, I know. I know where I want it to end. I know how it's going to end. I can see it. Then I got to work myself backwards to even find how am I going to get there. So many of us are like that spiritually. You've been saved. I'm going to heaven. Yep. I know the end. That's it. 
I went to vacation Bible school for 10 years. I got my vest. I got the pins. I was in Awana. I did all those things. I got perfect attendance in Sunday school. I did the baptism thing when I was 10. Everybody else, I went to youth camp and got saved 10 times at youth camp. And all of those things, and those things aren't bad. But so many of those people said, yep, I'm going to heaven. That's all I need. And while they think they're going to heaven, God wants to put something in your hand for you to take people to heaven with you. The church was just not meant for us right here. Every church in Rome, Georgia should be filled to capacity this morning. God is just looking for a church that says, I'll take them, Lord. I don't care what they look like. I'll take them. I don't care if they've been in jail. I'll take them. I don't care if they're homeless. I don't care what kind of clothes they have on. I don't care how much money they have or don't have. God, every church in this city should be filled with people. The problem is there are too many people not in the exchange zone. And God is looking to grow churches right here in this city. But the leaders have got to be in the exchange zone. Amen? I want to be in the exchange zone. Why? Because one day the Word of God says and I believe this word of God is so true that I believe that there are people that are sitting in this room right now that your eye will see the greatest exchange ever on this earth. The word says that the trumpet will sound mm, and an exchange from earth to heaven mm, will happen. And the word says that when the trumpet sounds, it will be like the twinkling of an eye. And all of a sudden, this body right here, because I'm in the exchange zone, I will exchange my earthly garments for heavenly garments, somebody. I'm gonna lay this down for robes of white. I'm gonna take off my crown and lay them at the feet of Jesus. The rapture is real, people. And guess what? The trumpet will sound one day and I want you to be in the greatest exchange ever. Can somebody say amen today? You don't wanna miss this exchange. So you need to be right in line with God. the trumpet's going to sound. I said the trumpet's going to sound, America. I said the trumpet's going to sound all around this world. And those who are in Christ will be exchanged, transformed in the twinkling of an eye. I want to be right there. I want to be right there in the heart of it. I want to be right there in the center of it. Will you just raise up your hands with me today? Come on, just raise up your hands with me today. Come on, just open up your mouth and say, God, I just want to be in the zone with you today. I just want to be in the zone with you today. God. I just want to be there with you today. God, I'm standing on your promises We're standing on your promises. Surrounded by your goodness. God, I know it's a process, but I'm standing on the promise. Surrounded by your goodness. Oh, I know it's a process. We're standing God. on your promise. Your word is yes and amen to Surrounded by your goodness. We're standing on your promise. Oh, we're standing there. Surrounded by your goodness. We're standing on your promise. Oh, 
that's in the exchange zone. Let us never just be standing still, God. Let us be moving, ready to receive it today, God. God, I believe that you are about to put something in our hands. God, I believe, God, that you are about to put something in our hands. God, that the city of Rome has never seen before. Can somebody come into agreement with me today, oh God? God, I believe you're about to put ministries in our hand, God, that no one has ever seen before. God, I am believing, God, whatever it may be, God, we're not afraid of it, God. God, we weren't afraid to do three services. God, you put it in our hand. And now 70 more people are able to be in our house today than there were last week, God. God, I pray, God, you just keep putting it into our hands, God. God, whatever you want us to do, God, put it in our hand and we'll, we'll do it, God. Do you want us to move, God? We'll, we'll move across town, God. Do you want us to knock a wall out, God? We'll knock a wall out, God. God, whatever it is, God, just put it in us in this zone, God, and we will follow your word today, oh God. We're not standing here afraid. We will not be dismayed at the things that's going on around us. But today, we're just standing on your promises. And we know we're surrounded by your goodnesses. And God, right now, we just hold out our hand. Ready, willing. If you can today, just as symbolic, would you just raise up your hands and just open them up, God, as symbolic that says, I'm ready. I'm ready. Come on, sing that out today. I'm ready today, God. Just put it in my hand, God. Tell me where to go, God. Tell me where to walk. Tell me where to leave. Tell me where to go. Tell me where to join. Tell me where to stop, God. God, just tell me today, oh God. Come on, sing it out, yeah. We're standing on your promise. We're surrounded today. Surrounded by your goodness. We're surrounded today. We're standing on your promise. We're standing, we're standing, we're standing. Surrounded. 